Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hey, everybody. Look who's back. I'm back. Uh, welcome to Elijah Fire episode 245. Today is Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. Uh, big shout out to Andrea and Jen, who both did amazing jobs. I have worked my way through Andrea's episode and I'm part way through Jen's episode with Vinny Harris and Jackie, um, husband and wife duo. And it's been a really, really good episode and I've been really loving it, but I've just been so just like, man, that's my sister. And man, that's Andrea. That's my friend. Both of them just did so, so well. Um, we love them here. And I was just so proud, so proud to just uh, to watch slash slash listen to those episodes if you guys haven't watched or listened to those episodes yet go check them out um they're good real good i had the (laughs) side note i had the best pancakes yesterday and i'm not normally like i like pancakes but if i had to choose waffles all right everybody in the live chat favorite breakfast food and go mine waffles but i had pancakes on a whim yesterday we went to this place called the sassy onion here in Salem. And normally when I go there, they have like the best French toast and like, it's huge. It's like ginormous and it's like really good. It's won awards and all this stuff. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be, I'm going to go rogue and I'm going to get pancakes. And they described them as melt in your mouth. And I was like, all right, well, we'll see. And they were they were true to their word, and they were so good. And I've been thinking about them ever since I had them yesterday morning, because they were so good. So if you're ever at the Sassy Indian Salem area, and you you need some you need a little breakfast fix, uh, go to the Sassy Onion and get the French toast, but then get the pancakes, or get the pancakes and then the French toast, whichever one. But there you go. There's a little plug. They do not sponsor Elijah Fire, uh, but there we go free plug we want to hear from you that's right you so in the description under the stuff we talked about section there is a survey and we are going to be developed we're we're kind of in mid-development of kind of getting more focused with certain topics on um elijah fire and so we just want to hear from you guys so there's there's a survey in there we're going to be plugging it for the next week and uh, gathering your guys's feedback and so there's a list of you can list uh your your top three subjects you want to hear there are some listed there's also an other section so if you have one that is not listed there you click other like it's jeff i want i want you to talk more about peanut butter or something like that uh then (laughs) then then you can let your voice be heard how about that uh so that's in the description under the stuff we talked about section right there near the top um, they also put it in the live chat as well. There you go. Thank you, Illumination. Um, and so, yeah, we'll be reminding you guys beginning and end of every episode for the next week. We want to get as much feedback as we can. It's very quick and that'll really help us out because also it'll give you an opportunity for your voice to be heard of, of, uh, you know, ideas that you have, you can throw something in there as well in the other section. So we love you guys and we want, uh, very much want you to be a part of this as well. Uh, so there you go. All right. So uh, these two guests are very dear to me. I think they're so great. And I was so excited to find out that after five days of being off, that they would be my first guests back 
in the uh, the the host seat. I was very excited. So uh, they're both emerging prophetic voices. One coaches cheer, which by the end she is going to formulate a prophetic cheer dance for us. Uh, she's not. I'm sorry. Uh, she's like, oh man. Uh, <laughs> and then the other is a very talented children's book author. The children's book series, Ambitious Abby. Um, they both are part of the ministry Rise and Set. Um, one is the founder. One is the kind of co-leader um, of it. Let's give it up for my guests today, Shannon Dombrowski and Abby Duplaga. Why, hello. 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 Look who it is. Okay, so. Uh, just so everybody knows, Shannon is the founder of Rise and Set. Abby co-leads it with her. Uh, mm -hmm. Shannon, what is Rise and Set for those who don't know what it is? Uh, rise and Set, we rise and set the standard for the kingdom of God. Yeah. That is who we are. <laughs> That's like, in a nutshell, I mean, uh, healing, deliverance, the gospel, whatever God calls us to do, that's what we do. And we just help train leaders. Um, like leaders training leaders, when you say mm -hmm. that. It's like mm -hmm. leaders training leaders. Um, didn't know that that's the way it was going to start, but <laughs> that's what God has developed over the last five years um, since we've been together. So I think that's awesome. Simple. Yeah. yeah. And you guys do, don't you guys do, you've done a couple of like kind of conferences or, or meetups, haven't you? Mm -hmm. We have actually, yeah, actually that what we're talking about today kind of formulated, I guess you can say from that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So we, the events are called refine. And it's about the refiner's fire and mm. what does that look like and how do you become, um, you know, in a deeper relationship with the Lord? What does intimacy look like? Um, you know, what does it look like when you first come in? You know, um, and God is developing it. I think I feel like God is starting to develop somewhat of a curriculum with the first one that he started, to what the second one was about, to what our last one um, in January, we had our third one. Um, and what that one was about. So it's been kind of like a series. I mm -hmm. think God has been teaching us um, on how he is working the refining process and what that looks like um, mm -hmm. and what he's doing now, I Come think. On. So mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And we're talking about today, we're talking about a subject that I talk about a lot. Um, and it's something that I'm probably challenged in the most. And and it's, a, it's intimacy um, and reworking even just like my life so that it's all centered around intimacy it all comes out of my uh my secret place with the lord and that intimacy yeah. and that everything should stem from that and and it's something i say on the show is uh that oftentimes with people who talk a lot about a certain subject or it's really powerful it's because they're either actively walking through it yeah. Yeah. challenged in it or they had just passed through it so for me it's something that God has really been speaking to me about and I'm very passionate about it, but it's also something I'm probably challenged in the most right now. Um, it's, you know, so this is going to be really good. I'm really excited. Yeah. Super great. So, um, I mean, obviously you mentioned that this kind of came out of those, uh, refine events that you guys do. Um, but so would you say that's definitively kind of where this whole, like, what has your walk, your process been like in getting to that place of realizing how essential intimacy with the Lord is? You want to go first or you want me to go first? I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. You can, you can go first. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. 
Um, into I'll, tag in. Okay. Yeah. Intimacy for me was um, I was the girl that had the walls. Uh, it was just like, I'll let you in so far. But uh -huh. then there was this trust where, you know, I didn't trust people and I would push out in a way. And I think most of my problem came from like trauma as a child and then trauma at the age of 15. So I can think of like two specific things, like my biological father not being in my life when I was growing up. And then at 15, um, I was raped and that wow. really like put a wall up. And um, so for me, it was like, I had a hard time looking at God as father because fathers leave. And then I had a hard time looking at Jesus as the groom because men hurt. So there was, so for me, that's like, without going into a bunch of detail, if we do, that's great. But that would be where God started with me to understand intimacy. And so it's something that I've really had to fight through and in and be with him in that way. Perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that it's just so deep. There's so many levels to this. And mm -hmm. the thing with intimacy is, is that our relationships in the natural are a reflection of what we view intimacy as. Yep. And so if we're not intimate with the father and we understand intimacy with him, right. we're not going to understand intimacy in the way that it's designed to be relational in the earth. And the, the thing is, there's wounds, there's traumas, there's yep. things that happen that, like she was saying, put that wall up. Mm -hmm. And that is like, isn't it like the enemy to get us to this place where we can't get to that place with yeah. the Lord because of everything that's in the way? And that is why the sanctification process is so important and why it's like allowing God to do the work in us and saying, God, search me. Like, I, I want to be close to you. I don't want anything to be in the way and, and not getting in a private place thinking that you're already there because our entire lives, God might be digging deeper. He, she always talks about going deep mining, mining for the gold and like getting to the root, root, root of, a, of an issue Absolutely. might be a memory or a word or a phrase spoken that has stayed with you that has created this absolute turmoil in your soul that you didn't even know was there that's keeping you from that place of completely being vulnerable yep. and opening up and so I had intimacy problems I mean I, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever had um a romantic wise like I've never been obviously with my the God-ordained partner but like mm -hmm. you know never experienced that closeness of vulnerability with your spirit your soul and your um, body at the same time you know mm -hmm. what I mean and it's it's God wanting to get us there so that we yeah. can do that model of what he intended Absolutely. in relationship mm -hmm. on the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. All right. So how does one like, we'll just start from the, the we'll start from the ground up. All right. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just kind of ebb and flow from there. The different nuances mm -hmm. of what it means, what intimacy means, but mm -hmm. how in the world does somebody uh be get uh, get intimate with the lord how how do you how does that happen you know especially if somebody's like yeah that is definitely an area that's lacking in my life and they may have an idea of like well i need to go to church more or i need to i need to do this or that and i probably should be tithing or i probably should be doing this and you know you know what i mean like we we tend to like throw all these different like 
uh, worldly definitions of what we think that means. But how does somebody get to that place of like, okay, God, I want to start getting, I, I want to start building intimacy with you. How does somebody do that? Yeah. Go ahead. You wrote it down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, we worship the Lord. True worshipers worship the Lord in spirit and truth. So we had, we had talked about this before, even picking up the Bible, you know, you have to fall in love with the author before you can fall in love with the words. Like it's, it's, it's really allowing his love to completely, to just let it go. I think surrender is the key because once you surrender to the Lord and not your head knowledge, you allow his love to completely overtake you. And it's in that love experience, especially like think about when you fall in love with somebody, all you can talk about is that person. I mean, you know, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, you're in love, you're in a love relationship, but it's all about spending time. There's a surrender and there's a time spent when someone's important to you. You want to get to know them. You want to yeah. spend time with them. Think about a new relationship. You can't wait to learn everything about that person, right? And so it's like when you're spending time with the Lord, he's so he's so like mysterious and there's so much to him that he, it's a never-ending search and it's just like this amazing adventure with mm -hmm. him and the more and more time you spend with him the more and more time you want to spend with him mm -hmm. so it's like you know when you go to church and say you're for instance you said you know maybe right. going to church and mm -hmm. that would start your relationship and it's and it's great however one hour a week four hours a month you're not going to really get to know somebody very well right right so it's about how much time you want to spend mm -hmm. In his presence, just sitting there in the quiet, letting him speak to you, mm -hmm. reading his word, um, finding out about his nature, like mm -hmm. who he is, like letting him reveal himself to you. Um, you know, it, so that's mm -hmm. that's kind of what has happened to me. Draw near to um, to him and he'll draw near to you. Yep. Yeah. Come exactly. on. Yeah. And yeah. I think for myself, there, there was like being in one type of church and being in another and getting to know his word through that church, like through the Bible studies and things like that. And I really do attribute to my relationship now to that being built during that time. And then when it was the right time, there was an encounter and that encounter is what changed me. So there were people that loved me along the way and people that taught me the word of God and, and taught me the Bible. And I loved, I loved the Bible, but I remember when I had the encounter with him, that was when it was like, boom, I he was alive to you. He was real. So, 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 so alive to me. And it was like, the words weren't just words or Bible studies that I was going to. Now the words are jumping off the page. Mm. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean by that? And then there was this hunger of going and looking up the definition or, mm -hmm. okay, I remember specifically, and I say this all the time. It was, it's the scripture where Jesus says that he speaks um, in parables for this generation and that is your thing. It's my thing. <laughs> it's totally my thing because it's this. Yeah. I was like, dude, what do you mean by this? Like you talk to parables, this, like help me understand that. And it was like a whole word study on this. Yeah, and on. then this place of like, just sitting with him going, talk to me about this. How, what do you mean? So you're telling me you're going to speak through me for this generation, because some people don't understand the seed and the sowing, you know mm. what I mean? So how do I take the seed in the sower? And I bring mm. that into today's language for people to understand so that they get who Jesus is, you know? So that mm. was, um, that was part for me. I think it was encounter. And then I just loved, um, how the word started to pop up off of the page. 
It is that encounter yeah. though. And it's that tarrying mm -hmm. for him. Yep. Seek first the kingdom yep. and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Yeah. It's that tarrying so hard, like in, in seeking him out that he encounters you. And then you, you keep wanting an encounter after an encounter because yeah. you can't get enough of his presence mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. want him to keep encountering you. But that yeah. encounter, you can't be touched truly by the Lord and stay the same. There, it's impossible. Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to try at that point. Like if you've had a genuine like encounter with the Lord, you have to kind of try to mm -hmm. to to stay as like the way you were pre encounter. Mm -hmm. um, I think also too something else that you guys mentioned that I thought was really interesting is is spending time with, and I think even mm -hmm. that is like kind of redefining what. Yeah. time spent means like with the Lord, because it's interesting because like me, it's like an all encompassing thing. Like he's a part of my entire day. It's not just, mm -hmm. okay, right. now I sit down and I read my Bible or do my quiet time or whatever for a half an mm -hmm. hour, however long it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's it now. I, okay. Let's go on throughout our day. And most people listening to this is going to, are going to agree. They're going to know what we're talking about, but there are people who are just learning about this, or I've never heard this before. But the fact that God is involved in every aspect of our life, just mm -hmm. like our, like, so if you, you're really good friends with somebody, right? Like mm -hmm. you, Shannon and Abby, for example, and you guys, it's not just a, you know, you talk for 20 minutes once a week or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's actual investment in time. And, and as a result, there is a vulnerability that kind of, comes it's produced as a result of that when you when you you bear one another's burdens and you're communing with one another why do you guys think that that we don't apply that to our relationship with god like that seems to be one of the biggest issues that i hear from people w about this subject is just not grasping it or it's almost like they 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 treat god as like you know, he created us, he created emotions, he created all of those things um, that we even value. But for some reason, there is this kind of separation between a real relationship and then yes. how a lot of people interact with God. Like, why do you guys think that is the case? Yeah, I, I mean, personally for myself, yeah. going back, like I said, I went to one church and then to another in the yeah. one church. It was, I felt it was very much, uh, I felt like I had to work or to earn or um, that kind of thing. And that was um, something that really kept me apart from him because I kept thinking, well, if I don't do this, then he's not going to talk to me. Or if I don't, you know, it was like this, if I don't, he won't. Instead of just sometimes like just sitting there, like if I think about scripture and Jesus went off to spend time with his father. Like he just went, he went to do that. And, and growing up for myself. And I mean, I'm maybe I'm part of the X generation. So X generation may get this, but like, if you didn't go to church then you weren't spending time with God, like that was mm -hmm. kind of the misconception at that time. Or if it, you know, if it wasn't meant to be that way, that's kind of how it did come across. So that's how I had kind of grown up. And so for me to sit with him, and just be like, I don't have to sit with my Bible in front of me. What do you mean I don't have to sit with my Bible in front of me? Just talk to me. I'm like, oh, oh just talk to you. So that was something that I really, um, I had to get past the, the works mindset. 
and get into the rest mindset in the mode and the mode. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. So, you know, being in that place of just resting with him and just sitting with him, like we wrote um, a Bible study or a vacation Bible school last year was about Jesus is my friend. And it was like, if you think back to Adam and, and Eve and God, like, he walked with him and he talked with him every day. Like that was a part before the separation, you know, from the sin, they were together every single day. And so coming into that understanding as a believer in Christ, that it's possible, that it's possible. Like once you become in relationship with Jesus, you literally have that ability to walk like this with him. Do you know what I mean? It's not God here and you here. It's uh-huh. like God meant for us to be like this and walk together. And so yeah, really I think that was just for me. That was my mindset. I don't know if you have something. Goodness, there is a lot of things popping off in my head. I was going to say, of course she does. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, the closer you are to God, the more you see him in everything. But that's that relational aspect. I love that you touched upon. And the thing is, like, some people think that God is just only in the logos only in the word yeah and so that's their relationship is with just the book the word right so it's like they're missing this piece of aliveness that he wants to bring relationally and that's where my heart hurts for people because i'm like oh help them jesus because you're so much bigger and you're so you know amazing in so many ways but then there's a there's a whole viewpoint of okay, I'm only this person. God is that. So I can only count on God to just maybe take my prayers and concerns to, and him perform a a miracle or something for me. Mm -hmm. It's not relational. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. It's it's like more like a genie in a bottle, right? Where, you know, like, I'm just going to pray to God when I need help. And that's what he's there for. And I don't understand that I can walk with him and talk with him every day. See, that's it is it's I, the image I got is like, if I, Lauren and I being a you know married couple, if I said, no, the only way that we can communicate where I feel like we're communicating is if you write me letters and that's the only, but she's right there, you know, right. and it's not negating the word. Like, mm-hmm. I, like that's no. the thing. See, that's the other thing about it is there is this, I hear this, you know, when, when uh, conversations like this, I do hear some people who are like, yeah, but like the Bible and you can't see that's dangerous. And I'm like, see, here's that, that's the misconception is that the reality though, is that as I grow in intimacy with the Lord and as I involve him in every aspect, it has increased my hunger and my desire to pour into the scripture, like 100 million percent. Right. But there is more nuance than just reading the Bible. Like that's why we get words of knowledge about people. Like mm-hmm. God is active and he's talking right now at prophet, mm-hmm. getting prophetic words for nations or, or mm-hmm. a, a group of people or an individual, like God is speaking right now. And, and, and he, we've access right now. And like, that's the amazing thing is just like with my wife, if, if I, you know, say in this scenario, like, that actually was true that I was like, no, the only way that we can communicate where I feel like we're communicating is if she, we, we talk through written letters, you know, when she's right there in the same room as me, I can literally stop and just talk to her right there. 
you know, and like, that's the amazing thing about God and, and, and what he desires from everybody who's pursuing him is that, that level of engagement and interaction. So, and the word keeps us straight, right? Um, it keeps us centered on who he is and he'll always, um, perform and speak Mm -hmm. and reveal himself Mm -hmm. in the context of how he is in the word it won't contradict right Mm -hmm. so that's why it's important that's why he says true worshipers worship in spirit and truth but if you're missing the liveness of who he Mm -hmm. is that's why he gave us the help for the holy spirit so that the word didn't have to come upon Mm -hmm. or the spirit didn't have to come upon like in the old testament like we have access Jesus opened that up to Mm -hmm. us so we can access the heavenlies and we can receive and have this, my sheep hear my voice. My sons of God are led by the spirit of God relationship with him. It's so relational. We can get divine instruction and insight and wisdom and understanding. Paul prayed, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Mm -hmm. You know, like the word is not a lie. It was written and inspired by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So you need the Holy Spirit. You need that relational intimacy to understand what God is saying in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about, um, I mean, you mentioned sonship. I, I saw a note in here about sonship and relationship. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. What do you guys have to say about that? Yeah, Jesus. About Jesus. Mm-hmm. About which one? The baptism. The baptism. Oh, okay. And how so, he just was with his father all the time. Yeah. So um going into that, um, we I was with the Lord um one day and I saw the clock and the clock said 321. And so I was like, okay, Lord, what scripture um do you want me to look at? It's 320. And it was wild because during the week that 321 kind of lined up. Um, through one scripture or another and how they tied together. But the one scripture that stood out to me was Luke 321. And it was the account of Jesus being baptized. And it's the only gospel where it says it. And it jumped off the page to me. It was that he was there and he was being back, like people were being baptized and he prayed. And the, the scripture says that he prayed and then the skies opened. And that to me was like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just that John dunked him under and then he came up and out and the skies opened and the dove descended. Those are two accounts that are talked about. But in Luke's gospel, it talks about how he prayed. And so he's praying up to that to be baptized and come up and the skies open. And that to me stuck out. And that is that intimacy and in that, that teaching in that sonship teaching in that baptism of the Holy Spirit and what that means to come into that relational um, place with him. That just blew my mind. I was like, here is the son of man. He came to, to earth. He put the skin on, right? To be a part of us. He walked as man in God and he demonstrated everything we were to do. So when like going back to the point that we were talking about before, I was thinking like Jesus was there walking with the disciples. They had the Torah and they had the word all the way up until then. Right. And then here is Messiah in the flesh. This is the alive, active, teaching, loving, touching part of their life that was teaching them how to walk as a son of God. To walk, like to what does it look like to walk with in relationship with the Lord and in intimacy with Jesus? Could you imagine sleeping on the same ground or being in the same tent or any yeah. of that? Like 
that to me shows that intimate point. Like he loved us that much that he actually wanted to show other humans in the flesh to do this. Like this is, this is who he is and this is what we do. And then he's teaching over time what that means to be a son of God and then to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And he had that relational aspect. He, yes. he did nothing outside of the will of his father. Mm-hmm. You, you see him, you mentioned in the scriptures that he mm-hmm. went off to pray. Yes. So he had this, this relationship. Mm-hmm. He modeled that for us, like mm-hmm. um, how important it is to be intimate mm-hmm. with him. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so um, even when you think about when he sent everyone to the upper room, yep. he said, go to Jerusalem, wait on the help of the Holy Spirit. It says they were in Acts 4.14, they were in, um, like the word that they use, I don't even have it in front of me, but they were in like prayer, continual prayer, waiting upon the Holy Spirit. So they were baptized in the name of the Lord by John and water. But there is an additional step that a lot of the church system is missing there. That's that intimacy that comes for that, that empowerment for the work of ministry when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, comes from seeking him tarrying which means just going in prayer and seeking him wholeheartedly with everything you have for him to commission you for him to appoint you and to give you the power to to be able to go through the wilderness Mm -hmm. and be transformed and carry out the works that he has for you to do but that all comes from that place that relational aspect Mm -hmm. like just going through the motions and going to church and just saying you believe and getting baptized in the name of jesus through water there's still an additional, he said, there's going to be one that's greater than me. And it's going to baptize you with the Holy spirit and fire. And that's a whole nother aspect that opens that relationship wide. Well, and I think too, if you take acts or, I mean, uh, Luke three 21 and how he prayed before he was baptized, um, you know, like in water and in the spirit, because the scripture says that he was baptized in the Holy spirit at that moment. And it's the same thing. He tarried and he went away and he was with his father in relationship with his father daily. And he modeled that for Peter and the rest of the disciples, right? And those who followed him. But then he says, like when he ascended, he said, I'm going to, there's going to be a helper that's going to come. And so what did they do? They went to the upper room and they tarried, they prayed, they sought the face. And upon that, the same thing happens to them that happened to Jesus at the time of the baptism. And so there's that model in that same way, that relationship in like one of our girls, uh, Bethany in the ministry, she said this a long time. She's like, guys, there were 500, but only 120 went to Terry. So look at the other 380. So what Abby's talking about with the church, you have you have people that are like, this is awesome. I've seen the miracles. I've seen all of this. But there's a contentment that stays on one side where there were those who were like, no, I want the more. What I want the more. Yes. Yeah, I want the more. I want the relationship. I want that intimacy. I know what it felt like to walk with him right here in front of me. I don't want to lose that. So I want that even more. And it's like they got a taste of it. You know, um, before he died, then after he died, hello, like that's like Mm -hmm. a whoa, buddy, to even think about that. But like once you get that taste of like Jeff, you said it earlier, like once you get baptized in the spirit and you have this encounter, you're like, I cannot go back to church as usual. I can't go back to reading the Bible as usual. I can't go back to living life 
the way that I lived it before because things have changed. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about the 120 that we're up there tearing is that they were tearing for that intimacy, for that relationship, to be able to be empowered by the Lord so that they can go out and show other people this is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. This is what it looks like to love what he desires for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Side note, I've just been thinking about this because Lately, I've been seeing a lot of people, um, it, I, I would actually say starting the beginning of the year, but it's been happening a lot, at least from what I've observed, is, this has been happening a lot more is just people being repositioned or transitioning mm-hmm. into other things. Um, and it's like that waiting process between the two doors, almost like a hallway, you know, and when you're in that process, you're like, man, did I hear, did I hear God? And I, I, the reason why I bring this up is because of the 120 that tarried, you know, and it's like, man, you're sitting there and you're waiting a couple of days and nothing, nothing is happening, you know? And then it's like, people start fading away and you're like, you know, it did God, does God mean what he say really becomes uh, the question that gets posed to you while you're waiting for him is, did God really say this? And mm-hmm. God rewards that faith because you, are, when you're waiting in that those moments of of growing deeper with Him, like we do have promises we can stand on. But uh, I don't know about you guys, but it doesn't always happen overnight. Like some of it, you have to like actually be diligent in, and you have to pursue. And you are 110 percent challenged in that. The enemy comes in. He's like, "Oh, check out these idiots." Trying to like grow. I, I know exactly how to dismantle this person, this person, this person with one lie. Check this out, you know. Um, and it's like, are, are we going to hold on to the promises of God when it doesn't sometimes the enemy's voice can sound louder in, in certain moments, you know? So, I well, it goes back to the garden, Jeff. Did God really say? So mm-hmm, he, right. that's one phrase. If you hear that <laughs> phrase in your head, he yeah. goes, you hit you back to say, if someone even around you is like, do you think God really said that? Or maybe you didn't pay attention to that. Also, behind me what Satan. if scenarios, <laughs> what if scenarios are, totally not, you know, like, cause you start yeah. to go off this tailspin and what if scenarios come out of fear and they come out of doubt, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's all the enemy trying to plant the, those ideas in your head. But just stay strong on what he said. He's going to do it. It just uh-huh. may not be when or how you think it should. Right. Now, and in this, time, you're talking about intimacy. So in this time, you're the one sitting there going, okay. You know, I mean, you're hearing it, you know, from like the playbook, right? So, you know, it's the, the biblical playbook according to Genesis chapter three. That's how it starts. But you know that. But here's, here's where it is. Where are you in that? So during that waiting period, God is going to that intimate place with you. This is that time for you to go, okay, God, I'm over here having a carnal hissy fit, right? Because I've got, you know, these like squawkers around my head trying to get me to doubt. And I'm in this like carnal hissy fit. Of, I know I knew you were going to start laughing at me. Carnal so, <laughs> right? so we're in this carnal hissy fit. And in that carnal hissy fit, this is where God takes you to intimate levels. This is where he's saying to you, babe, we were here just a little while ago. Are you going to continue to do the same things that you've been doing over and over and over again? Or will you trust me? So it's like, as we go on this walk with the Lord, that sonship and that relationship with him, he's going to go coal mining. 
So, you know, we come up here with this head first, you know what I mean? So it's like going from the top. Once you've made that decision, you've got the thinking, you've made the decision. You've accepted Jesus as your savior. That's in your heart, right? So now we're getting to the nitty gritty. We're going to the belly. And if anybody's been hurt, gone through trauma, had nervousness, had anxiousness, where do you feel most of that? In your stomach. So God's going to start dealing in there. We're going deep. So in that waiting time that you're talking about, you know, that transition, that hallway, you're looking at a bunch of different doors, right? The door is all the way down at the end. You can see the father. He's shining through the door. But this one kind of looks good. And this one kind of looks good because fear or anxiety in that kind of takes its place. So in that place, you're looking at that hallway going, that's a, that's a good door. And the God's like, is that my door? Yeah, but I really yeah. like this door. Uh -huh. Yeah, but is that my door? So this is where you go even deeper in that intimacy with him. And like, mm -hmm. lay on, I can't tell you how many times I laid on my bed with my face down, arms like this, legs in the other direction, bawling my eyes out going, what are we doing? What are we doing? And the Lord is mm -hmm. like, are you going to do that again? <laughs> You're acting just like you did a year ago. Are we going there again? Mm -hmm. Or honey, are you going to pick yourself up? Are you going to ask me what I have planned for this? And are you going to trust me? And so yeah. that's where I feel like those hallway moments are the time where the Lord says, oh, I'm going to open that door, but are you going to continue to do what you've always done? But having that promise in that hallway is absolutely amazing. It doesn't feel like it, Jeff, but like she said, it gives, it's that chance in that time where you're pressing in an in intimacy way more than you ever would if you didn't have have that moment right because you're really like lord did i hear you so you mm -hmm. keep pursuing his heart and his understanding on the matter so you keep going deeper and then he's revealing to you things about maybe your character that needs to change things right. you might need delivered from mindsets that need be, to be renewed so there's yes. a whole cleansing process to be able to receive the blessing that he wants to open up mm -hmm. but it's all so you can sustain it but in that yeah. he just really mm -hmm. wants your your heart and your affection, your desire to be for him. And, and what I've found waiting on the blessing is that what you wanted so bad and what was so important, like after he starts taking you through this process and doing this deep work and healing you and doing all this and delivering you and renewing your mind, you're just like, it doesn't, it like starts to fade. It's not as important as it seemed because you see what God is doing in you and the, yeah. the relational way that you're growing with him, that that really is what, so it's all a plan yep. that God works out to take us deeper in him. But it's like he puts something over here that might be a, like appealing mm -hmm. and then takes us through this process. And then basically in all of it, when it doesn't matter as much to you, it's almost like he gives it to you. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I totally do. Uh, often with me, when I've gotten to the point where it's total denial of the thing that I maybe once wanted. Yes. Um, let's use, okay, let's use Elijah fire for an example. Cause when I was young, I wanted, I wanted, uh, it, it was a distorted view of a leadership gifting that I have. And it was that I wanted, there was a part of me that wanted glory for myself. And so as a result, things that I tried to start didn't happen. And it was it, through many years of getting to the point where I was like, I don't want it. I don't, I don't want that. Then God was like, all right, here you go. You know, <laughs> and it was like, 
you know, and so it's like, it's, it's so funny, like how that happens, but it is just the way of it. It's like, there are certain things that I really, really, really desire, but at the same time, there's like, at the same time, it's now at this place where I'm like, if I never got that, I almost like, like, I, I can now see the burden that that would, that like, it's not just like, you know, there's, there's a, there's something that, you know, if I get into this industry, that industry, there's, there is uh what am I trying to say? There's like, I don't want to say cost, but there's, there are going to be weight. It's a weighty thing. It's not just this like frivolous thing. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. So realizing like knowing what that brings along with it, like, okay, for instance, with Elijah Fire, even like if you're in the public eye at all, it doesn't matter if you've got a small platform or a large platform. There is a whole nother avenue that comes along with that of public scrutiny, you know, where you get criticized. uh, Suddenly everybody has an opinion of how you should live your life. And that I'm not saying that like that happens all the time. It doesn't, but, but that is something that happens when you do get out in the open. And so that's what I mean by there is a weight that comes with whatever you enter into. So if you're a objective is not intimacy with the Lord. I mean, good luck, man. Like it, it like yeah. it just, it's not going to yield good fruit. Um, you won't be able it, to sustain it. Right. There's no lasting sustainability to that. And it's your heart right. posture that has mm-hmm. to be right. That's why he had to change it, Jeff, when you were, you know, he flipped it. Yep. He yep. wanted to give that to you. Right. That's the desire he put in your heart. Cause he knew you were going to be doing that. Yep. You knew you'd be doing that, just to, you sure. didn't know what that looked like. Right. Um, yeah. But he knew the right timing when you were ready. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to mention something else about intimacy that um, that I think is really important to address, because especially in the Western world, we have a tendency to be so inwardly focused where we're like, all right, everything that I all the development I need to do is is personal. But what I have found to be true uh, has been the aspect of, you know, you grow into intimate with the Lord. Like, God, I want, I want to prophesy and I want to hear your voice. And he's like, all right, go apologize to so-and-so. And you're like, that's not what you're asking me to do. Anyways, God, I want to grow intimacy with you. I want to prophesy go apologize to so-and-so and you're like, okay, that's definitely Satan. All right. You know, <laughs> cause it's like, we don't want, we just, in a world of self-help, we don't like God is, God wants the body to function the way he designed it to function. Uh, that is true for the individual, but that's true, true for the collective whole of the body. Mm-hmm. And that does mean um, being vulnerable in, in being humbled in having to go apologize. So there's a whole nother element to this where, man, if you really want to grow in intimacy with the Lord, allow him into those areas that, that you haven't let anyone into. And sometimes that means, wow, I'm kind of a jerk when I'm hungry. I think I need to go apologize to some people, you know? So, well, and it's that oneness with God, you know, he talks about it in the word and it's being one with him as we are, as we're growing one with him, think about it. We're getting those things out of the way that he's Mm -hmm. exposing and revealing to you. So you can course correct. Right. The more you're growing in oneness with him, the more and more you should be looking like him. 
Mm. You ever think about like, this is coming to me. <laughs> this is kind of stupid, <laughs> but you ever see like married couples have been together for a long time and they start to like look like one another and they have the same mannerisms. They're doing this. It's because they've like become one flesh, yep. you know? But mm-hmm. it's like God wants us to be so close to his spirit, one with him, that we're, we look like him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, John 14 talks about it, about how he's one with the Father. And, 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 that's, and that's showing us. And then he also speaks in John 14 that like when he's with the Father, he's one with the Father and he's one with us. So there is that coming in and being a part of who we are. And that whole process of intimacy is about praying. It is about getting to those dark places. I mean, we started the the interview with me saying I had daddy issues and a dude issue, right? And so for God to, to go in, I have to be like delivered of these things. I have to heal of these things That's because right. over time, right? We've, we've gotten all of these, uh, we've gone through traumas, we've gone through hurts, we've you know, we've dealt with a lot of things that that really, really hurt. And God is like, I'm preparing a place for you here on earth. Like you said, you knew when you were younger. Now here you are with Elijah fire. But there were things that needed to be healed and things that needed to be delivered and pruned off of you for you to be in the place that you are now. Yep. For myself, you know, just helping people, even in ministry, walking through trauma. Well, hello, I need to go through it first. If I'm going to walk somebody else through trauma and I'm going to say, for instance, I'm God brings me women who have gone through rape. Right. If I'm going to help them, God's going to take me back to that place where it happened in every aspect and deal with it. And be real about it. Like, be real with yourself. No, I have an issue with this. You know, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And in the issues like, you know, I can speak from experience, like even in marriage, that's messed with my marriage for a very long time and praise god for the husband that i have that he has helped me walk through this healing the last two years but if i am not willing to go look at those ugly places and allow god to go in be one with me as my heavenly husband right because if he's our groom and we're the bride there he is he's going in to help bring all of that up and out so that we can walk forward and do what he's called us to do so there is a place where you really need to understand what that means to come as one with him and, and be willing to do so. Surrender, as she said. It all takes vulnerability and surrender. Okay. And, and like the closer you get to God, the more vulnerable you become. Yeah. Because I, I've just seen religion as an overall is yeah. more self-righteous and prideful. Mm-hmm. And the closer I've gotten to the Lord, the more and more I'm like, I do nothing. Like you are so mysterious and so amazing and Mm -hmm. endless like it makes you so vulnerable that you're just Mm -hmm. like a little kid all the time come to me like a child right it's it's Mm -hmm. like yes you can know all the things all the history all the Mm -hmm. details all the scriptures the references but do you know him do you know the beat of his heart like it's it's so deep it goes Mm -hmm. so deep deep calls to deep yeah and it's like um yeah, like mm-hmm. I've just noticed that there's this vulnerability that this humility that comes the more and more you're with him and the more and more he gives you your heart and you see people uh-huh. with his heart and you have compassion on them. It's uh-huh. it's so different. Okay, I'm so glad you that intimacy flows like yeah. the love for other people. Yeah. Like you can't help yourself. Like you yeah. just want to grab person right. a person and hug them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned vulnerability and humility because I actually wrote this down. I'm like growing in intimacy with the Lord 
presents opportunities for vulnerability and humility. And when you mm -hmm. act upon those, they yield greater intimacy. And it's this yes. like constant cycle of like mm -hmm. growing in intimacy with the Lord presents opportunities for those opportunities to be vulnerable and humble. And then when you yeah. give into those, it yields humility. Mm -hmm. Like, yes. so intimacy yields those, but then that yields intimacy and it's that constant mm -hmm. refinement. And it, it is a refinement yeah. because Shannon, I thought it was really great that you mentioned like the past two years, you've been working through something or two years mm -hmm. ago, you're working through something, whatever it was, yeah. doesn't matter. It actually just works mm -hmm. along to my point of, I think when we're in leadership or, you know, we're in any place of leadership, there is the temptation to be like, okay, now you can't be vulnerable. Now you can't like your days of being humble are over. You need to just be, you need to have all the answers. And I mean, uh, I can even attest and I'm pretty open on this show <laughs> of like, when I'm walking through things, like there are things that like, I would say the tail end of last year that God revealed that I was like, Oh, whoa. Like it was like stuff from like my parents got divorced a long time ago and it was, mm -hmm. you know, I've been through counseling, you know, and it was years and years ago, but there was still something that was hidden that I, it was almost like it was hiding behind something else that I couldn't see and realize that that was actually my motivation for even certain mindsets that I had that I was like, and so that was a really uncomfortable process, but it was like, because I know I can trust the Lord mm -hmm. and because I've built up relationships that we have trust. Um, I had people that were able to help walk me through stuff, you know? And so and that's even now, and I've been in ministry, not just with this, but for a long time, you know, in, in different oh, avenues. Yeah. And so I think that that is also another aspect of like, just because you're in a place of leadership or you have influence to me, I always look at that as an opportunity to be vulnerable and to be humble because I know that it's going to yield greater intimacy with the Lord, you know? So, yeah. 100%. I know I say it at the table all the time. Like, you know, the Lord is no respecter of persons. So I remember when I, when the Lord first brought rise and set to me and I had started it, you know, it was, there were four of us. It was myself and Abby, Jen and Bethany. And then there would be people that kind of came in and out and then he built upon that. But I remember praying for people and um, it from the intimacy that the Lord took me through prior to starting Rise and Set, um, there was this like I, I knew a lot because God took me through a lot behind closed doors that nobody knew except for my family, you know, my husband and my children. They were the only ones that knew really what I was going through before I started that. But even when we started, there was this way that they looked at me and they were like, well, she which and I'm like, whoa, 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 uh-uh. You know, the Lord is no respecter of persons. So if he did it for me, the same Holy Spirit lives in you that lives yeah. in me. Come on. So here's what we're going to do. And it got to the point where the Lord actually shut me down so that they could step into their calling. So cool. And I love that. But going through that, I, th I think we were talking about some things that are like in that church system here in the West that we've gone under. It's like the, the, pecking order that is kind of put in there in this like triangle thing is, is, it's a falsity. Do you know what I'm saying? There's like, there's no power in it because the only power is Holy spirit. And so when we go, like, I don't know if we walk in this, yeah, I'm the leader. You're missing out. You're missing out on a lot of stuff. Being vulnerable with the people that God has brought to our table in and out mm -hmm. has been the most beautiful thing 
ever because it keeps everybody arm in arm like this yeah rather than somebody at the point and everybody following behind that isn't it we are all supposed to be like this so being vulnerable and being able to go through these traumas together and being able to speak your your testimony right we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony right. so if i'm being real with people then they they're not going to look at me like oh she she's the leader of resin stop don't say that you know what i'm saying no mm -hmm. we're all in ministry together we're all going to walk mm -hmm. forward together we're all doing this together you know there is not one man without sin right i mean in romans right there's for all have sinned and yep. fallen short of the glory of the lord the mm -hmm. only one who Unless was Jesus, praise God, he's in us and we can go forward. But being vulnerable and being able to say that keeps that even keel um, and, and keeps you in that surrendered, humbled heart, you know, to be like, no, nah, man, I've messed up a lot. <laughs> and I, I could share a ton with you if you want to yeah. sit and talk about it. Mm -hmm. And also we started the table with Me Too. I remember when Rise and Set first started, it was the hashtag Me Too movement. Okay, and yeah. Like, Lord, I was like, I, for some reason, this feels like not so right to me, but God said, well, let me, let me, let me teach you about the real me too. And the real me too is about that vulnerability. It is about who else, who am I a me too in, in rape? Who is she a me too in walking away from the corporate world? What is that me too? And how do we bring that together? And that wow. helps to bring those bonds too in that way. And we can help teach those people how to get intimate in the Lord in those places because God has taken us through that. Yeah. 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 That's interesting about the me too movement because that's kind of, that was kind of my discernment with it as well that I, 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 you know, the, Satan's always going to present counterfeits. So what we did see was a lot of things turning into witch hunts, you know, where people were, but there also was a lot of justice brought to people. And that is on God's heart is bringing yes. justice to people that have been wronged. Uh, but also on top of that, bringing healing as well. Uh -huh. um, and so, yeah, I think that was, that was really um, spot on with what happened during that time for sure. And so uh, much purpose can come from pain. Absolutely. And as she's saying, sure. it, and me too, is like, I walk through this. This is how the Lord has helped me. Mm -hmm. You know, let me help you as well. Like if yep. you need godly counsel in this area or you need someone to, you know, talk mm -hmm. through the process with you, like God will send those people and you don't yeah. even have to seek an opportunity out to help. Like he'll just start sending people to you that are going through similar things or have gone through similar things because he's, yeah using what he's taught you to help get them free. Yeah. 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 Well, what would you guys say to people? Um, how do I want to say this Lord people who are, they, everything that you guys have been saying has been resonating, mm -hmm. but there's also part of them. That's like, when it comes to the being vulnerable with people, they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. but like, that's how you get hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, what would you guys say to, to people who are in that place right now? I would say it depends on who you're dealing with. So I feel like God will bring those people around you that, you know, you can be vulnerable with, you know, certain people you can share the depths of even deeper parts of your testimony and struggles with like that are with you. And sometimes you just can't like, you know, that person might, try to hurt you with it or you know what i mean like there's right. 
there's aspects. I feel like the Holy Spirit gives you that discernment mm -hmm. to know like who he's putting in your path to go super vulnerable with. Mm -hmm. That's going to be that person to help you. I mean, I mm -hmm. think with everything you have to be discerning. Sure. I think so. And then I also think like the person that is brought to you and being vulnerable, that's where you have that opportunity to go. Listen, you're safe. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus is a safe place. And I want you to know that what is said here um, is, is kept between, you know, us and Holy Spirit and there won't be anything said. And here's the thing you said I've, that they might hurt me. So my question is, what hurt you? You know, what's in your card catalog? What are the things that the enemy or, you know, through people has hurt you? And let's let's deal with that one at a time. So why is it hard for you to be vulnerable? You know, for myself, I, I would talk about like, you know, the biological father being gone and what happened to me at 15. But I didn't realize how much of it was more of like a three snaps attitude out of protection versus mm -hmm. a vulnerability. Do you know what I mean? It was more like I was speaking that I was a survivor versus speaking that I was healed. And so I think that's where when people wow. are hurt yeah. like that, they're actually like, I'm, I'm afraid because I'm, I, they may hurt me. Well, that's a protection, you know, and, and it's like you want to get to that place, but you want them to understand it because I was that person that was like, oh, you're not getting close. You know, I was. Yeah, I was like the girl with the head moving like this, you know, when people would try to talk to me or get close, you know, now I'm like, oh, you know, my head doesn't do this anymore. My head is like, oh, OK, come here, you know, and you want to. Yeah, uh -huh. So, you know, if God can do that for me, he can do that for you. Wow. Um, but that's that's kind of how it was. So anybody that's saying somebody might hurt might hurt me or that might hurt me. What's your wall? Mm. And God will place you in front of the right person for you to be able to speak that so that your walls can come down a brick at a time. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That I mean, when you said that I felt something shift, like there, there are people that just got the revelation that there, it was perceived vulnerability, but it was, it, it was, it was still being, it's still being propelled by pain. Mm-hmm. And it's a way of controlling the situation. If I can, if I tell people mm -hmm. it, then I have control over this pain that I have mm -hmm. when God actually wants to bring total healing. Like that, that's what he wants. I mean, think about the walls of Jericho. If you look at Jericho in itself and everything that was inside of it, just picture that being your soul and the walls are your body right? Containing all of that. And so at that point, what did, what did the Lord do? He had them go around it seven times. Sometimes we have to revisit these pains over and over and over and over again before the shofars are blown and the walls can completely crumble. And so it's being willing to go and do that, being willing to allow the Holy Spirit to walk around those walls um, so that they can be broken down, that the trumpet can finally be broke or blown. And then those walls come down and then God can come in with his army, right? To come in and take the plunder, take yeah. the wickedness, take the hurt, take these things and be done with it. Mm -hmm. That's what God wants us to do. But we have to be willing, surrendered, humble, obedient to allow God to take it a lap at a time.
Yeah. Well, that's so good. That reminds me of like when he allows the same thing to keep happening. Absolutely. And you're like, why do I feel like I'm on a cycle? Like he's why trying to get your attention. Again? It's like you're running around or you're right. walking around that issue so the walls can come down. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes you hit the same yeah. issue. You know, how many times have you had to walk through forgiveness for somebody? Oh, like, infinity times. <laughs> not a one and done sometimes. No, yeah. it's not a one and done. We talk about that all the uh -huh. time. We're like, no, my bio dad, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I had to walk through forgiveness with him. And I remember us being on a Zoom with some friends and they were actually talking about daddy issues. And I was like, Heller. And the Lord, they, she, you know, our friend was like walking us through this. And, um, and I was like, Lord, and I, I had forgiven him. Like for the first time, I didn't have that twinge or that bluff, you know, that feeling. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, I'm healed of this. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. I am healed of this. Like I'm not, I'm not Reacting. going, oh yeah, this happened, you know, and still like power hungry with it. You know what I mean? Like you said, that power move. With it, I'm like, oh Lord, I am actually healed from this. Thank you for that. Like, I don't harbor anything anymore. That mm -hmm. was an amazing day for me as an encouragement to somebody out there. Wow, it can happen for them too. Yeah, but mm -hmm. I think too, like, it just starting with that point, that place of recognizing that reality of okay, yeah, mm -hmm. I am doing this. Not, it's a false humility. It's it's yeah. it's a it's a facade I'm putting up so that I have control over the narrative or I have control over how it makes me look or I have control mm -hmm. over just even for the sake of pain. Like I feel better if I ha I can manage it. If I have it all in front of me, the way that it is, then I can tr control it, but you're still being controlled by it because you're still okay. being propelled by that pain. And so I think Absolutely. And it might, it, sometimes God brings instant relief and it's instant deliverance of whatever that is. Sometimes it is a process, but he's present the whole time. And I think that it's important to, for me, it's always like the first step is acknowledging it and going mm -hmm. and always involving God in the process of being like, okay, God, here it is. Like I surrender this to you. I want to let this go. And I know that it's your desire that I'm whole and complete. Because again, we always go back to his word. His word is going to fulfill itself. We can stand on those promises of God fulfilling his word within us. And, mm -hmm. and, and so sometimes that does mean facing the ugly stuff. Sometimes it does mean looking at those areas like, look, I wish it was all like sunshine <laughs> and daisies. I wish that right. it was all like, amazing and, and it was one amazing thing after another but and and maybe i should clarify that it is one amazing thing after the other but there is going to be a measure of facing ourselves and facing those areas of like i mean you want intimacy with the lord you want to grow with the lord you look at these people in the bible and you're like whoa like look at what you did in their lives he wants to do the same thing in your life as well and there is a cost that comes from that. And sometimes we forget that when we read about people in the Bible that maybe we really admire mm -hmm. and we're like, they were human too. And they dealt with, we, we, it's easy for us to forget about how difficult this situation must have been for them because we mm -hmm. read one, you know, in one chapter, we read something bad happens and two chapters later, God has elevated them to a position of awesomeness. But <laughs> in between, we're like, uh, like, 10 yeah. years like uh, you yeah. know so we forget that <laughs> we so, do yeah absolutely 
Yeah. Well, let's talk really quick about um because I see here about removing idols and you have like a Leviticus Leviticus seven uh filtration system. Um, I mean, because I was thinking even like an idol could be pain itself, mm-hmm. you know, like no, like this is my my form of of revenge, even I mean, at that point it is revenge. This is how I get back at this person that hurt me, is I hold mm-hmm. on to this pain. Or a victimhood sets in as an idol because of what happened to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So this came from a study. I was praying with the Lord one day and I was like, Lord, where, where do you want me to read in the Bible? And I heard Leviticus seven. Well, Leviticus is a rough, you know, like repeating this thing and going pretty wordy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wordy. And you know, some things can run together, but you remember how earlier in the interview I said, when I was reading in the Bible, it was the word this. Yeah. Well, yeah. this was a guilt offering. And so as we've been talking about these places, these walls that you put up, the, the pain, right? Um, a pain associated with it. So if I go back to um, if I go back to me going through what I went through at 15 years of age, I remember the one the one phrase that would be on loop in my head was if you just wouldn't have gotten the car, if you just wouldn't have gotten in the car. So there was this guilt that I felt, right? That I was like, if I just, my mom and dad told me I was not allowed in a car before I was 16 years old. I got into the car and then you get into this place where like, I deserve it, but there's all of this guilt, you know, that you hold on to. Mm -hmm. So just to use that as a reference. So as I was reading Leviticus seven, this is about the gift uh, or the guilt or yes, guilt offering, right? And I started to read through the scriptures and it says, um, it says, these are the regulations for the guilt offering, which is most holy. And I was like, wait a minute, Lord, what do you mean by most holy? So then as I started to read down, the guilt offering is to be slaughtered in the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered. Its blood is to be splashed against the sides of the altar and its fat shall be offered. The fat tail and the fat that covers the internal organs, both kidneys with the fat on them um, near the loins and the long lobe of the liver. So God will speak to me prophetically a lot through things that I can see in front of me. So like dream interpretation is one thing, but like things that I see, God will download what he's meaning by this. So as I'm reading this, I was seeing the fat on the kidneys and I was seeing the fat on the liver and I was seeing the fat on the organs and I was thinking, And when most of these are like kidneys and the liver, that's your filtration system. The fact that he said guilt offering is the most holy. I was like, hold on a minute. I love because this guilt, this shame, condemnation that we hang on to either what we've been through, what we've done to others, whatever that is. God is like, trim the fat. Give it to me. Do you understand how holy that is to me? And when I look at the the liver and the kidneys, they filter everything. So God was showing me that the fat, what is the fat on your filtration system? Mm. What are you not allowing the Lord to filter out of you? And that really spoke to me. I was like, oh my gosh, that gluttony. You know, as you hold on to these things, you're holding on to bad food. Mm-hmm. You know, think about going through, you know, eating too much sugar or eating all this, you know, they talk about our internal organs and how the whole fat on them. It's not just what's on the outside, but what's really on the inside that is, is 
could kill you. You know what I mean? Or could make you really sick, make you disease, these kinds of things. And that's what God was showing me about giving, like um, confessing your sin and going through trauma and getting it off of you, you know, like going through deliverance, going through healing. Each time that we do this, this is an offering unto him. And he is taking the fat. He's like, give it to me. It's it was purifying me. us. It's purifying us. We were never meant to hold it on the inside. Never at all. And so that that those idols of holding on to those things, you know, holding on to embarrassment. Now, I can't I can't tell people I was raped. They're going to you know what I mean? Like, I don't want pity or I don't want I don't want I don't want it's, uh -huh. it's you know, holding on to that pain. That that's pain that chain that the enemy uses to keep you in that place. Mm -hmm. True story. So that's why it's such a beautiful thing when you offer it up to the, to Lord, the Lord to purify yourself. So it's True. not it's mm -hmm. not blocking that intimacy yes that he wants to take you to mm -hmm. absolutely yeah he wants to clean out those filtration systems he doesn't want you to think or feel or act or react the way you always did he's like no that was mine that was mine give it to me it is most holy to me when you confess these things when you get this guilt off of you when you confess these sins all of this fat that's mine that's what i died for so why are you holding on to it give yeah, it to me on. and let me filter you in the truth and not these lies. And so that was just like, it was so eye-opening for me in that way of, of releasing that, those things to him. So just to encourage anybody on here, like, you know, we've been talking about being vulnerable and surrendering and being obedient and going into these intimate places. You know, you can go to the father first and give it to him. He clearly says it, even Leviticus, it was, a, it was something that was given the priests were the ones that were able to do that. Well, he's our high priest. So give him that, give him that and let it be burnt from you and then go and confess it to somebody that you trust so that you can work through the trauma. Mm -hmm. And that's truly what he wants. He wants you to be able to function the way that you were originally designed to function without any fat, without mm -hmm. any of these things blocking your filtration systems. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm. Yeah, I love this, man. You know, it's like talking about intimacy, but then it kind of like really addressing a really important subject mm -hmm. that I think is affecting, it's very clearly affecting some people is that whole aspect of pain. And, mm -hmm. and it's really important that like some people, I just really feel like some people, as we were starting this episode, I was just kind of discerning that there are some people that have been trying to grow in intimacy with the Lord, mm -hmm. but they keep hitting against walls. And I think, and I really believe that there, are, it is, some of it is pain. Some of it is mm -hmm. things that, that people have been too afraid to let go of. Cause it's yeah. almost like it, it's weird how it's like, it can kind of become a security blanket too, you know, where it's like, yeah. you know, you kind of find comfort in, yeah. in this pain or this wound that's open, you know, and it's like, you've, 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 uh, you've isolated it and you've like, put a, you know, a stronghold around it so that nothing mm -hmm. can, can get in, but nothing can heal there as mm -hmm. well. So, um, yeah, well, okay. Um, I want you guys to now, pray. Yes. Now that we're understanding it in this way, it's just opening up even more and it's just overwhelming. So like just walking around and seeing people we're helping or, or just others that they're not ready to be helped. Right. It's just like, Oh my goodness. That intimacy is where, God's love flows from where the fruit, the good fruit flows from where the power of God flows from. If you look yeah. at all the incredible men and women of God 
that have gone yes. before us as generals in the faith, like they've had amazing prayer lives. They've had that intimate place of time with the Lord. And it's like, that's where, what God wants us to walk in. You know, that's what's available to us. But the, excuse me, but the enemy has hurt and allowed hurt and deception to block that. And so we have to be determined mm -hmm. and take it by force to get committed to the process of God, seek, search, find in me. What is it that's blocking this place of getting that closeness to you? Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, I mean, if you guys have anything else you want to share, because I know we kind of like just bounced all over the place in your notes. If there's anything else, we've got time. But I also would love for you guys to pray for people as well take some time to pray for people really address this this issue because i do believe that there are going to be some people that are going to get really they're going to experience a lightness they have not felt yeah. in a long time so i'm very excited yeah i have one more thought yeah absolutely so intimacy was so important to the Lord that even in the book of Revelation, when he's addressing the churches in chapter two, he's talking to Ephesus. And this is something the Lord took us to from the very start of very start. meeting for ministry mm -hmm. and um, never forget that passion and that love, that pursuit of him. Like, I love that you're doing all these things, all the things for me, but I have this against you that you have forgotten that passionate pursuit of me, you know, like that first love. And so that just goes to show you how important intimacy is. Look at Mary at the feet of Jesus. Martha was too busy. Like you see different um, depictions through the scripture that points to the importance of mm -hmm. him wanting us to get to this place of devotion, adoration, intimacy with him. Yeah. So that scripture that you just quoted, which is from Revelation chapter two, mm -hmm. It's interesting because um, Krista Bullock had a youth conference um, last weekend and she asked me to do a little video message. And that was the, that was this, the verse I got. And then Krista Elisha was there and she texted me cause they played it right before she went up. She's like, how in the world? She's like, I got the exact same verse from the Lord. So, and then you just quoted it. So <laughs> Everybody take note, all right, yes. because that is what God is after right now is a reminder of like, look, I mean, these are like model Christians at the church of mm -hmm. Ephesus, like him describing them. You're like, yeah, like if you didn't see that yet, I hold this one thing against you. You look at them and be like, yeah, model Christians, you know, right. uh, you know, they hate wickedness, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're casting out false apostles and all this. They're stuff. doing all you're the like, things. These are legit. These are legit, you know, Christians. But but they forgot their first love. And that's mm -hmm. actually a script. It was back. In, I had just become a Christian. So I was 18. Um, I was still in high school, but I was 18. And we went to, down to Mexico and they broke up the guys and the girls. And I remember we were in the bus He that my youth pastor, he set all of us guys in the bus. And I still remember exactly where I was sitting. Uh, like, like it was yesterday. And he looked at me and he said, is Jesus your first love? And at first, you know, I was mm -hmm. like, what does that mean? You know, but like, cause I was a young Christian, but God walked me through a process of realizing what that means. But it's like making sure that Jesus is, is the reason why you do everything that you do. And it's from that place of intimacy that propels us forward. Mm -hmm. That's what compels us to do that. It's like, if you're struggling with a desire to 
you're like, man, I know I'm supposed to help the poor. I know I'm supposed to do this or that. I just don't, I, I have absolutely no empathy right. towards that. No compassion towards that. Well, get in the secret place with the Lord. How, how much time are you spending with him? You know, and it's like mm-hmm. sacrificing other things so that you can grow in intimacy with them, him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. So that whole first Amen. love, man. His heart becomes your heart. His heart becomes your heart. It's that thing we were talking about earlier. Yep. Like you're one with him. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the the scripture, in case anyone needs it, is Ephesus or it's um Ephesus. Revelation two verses two through um six. Yeah. yeah. Read it. Go ahead and read it. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I'm gonna read it out of the Passion Translation because yeah. I just it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so it says, I know all that you've done for me. You have worked hard and persevered. I know that you don't tolerate evil, which think about it, guys. Think about this. This Take this to heart, like for the time we're in right now, because yep. we're seeing so many evil agendas being exposed. Yeah. Everyone's being worked up yep. about it, talking about it. There's YouTube channels devoted to it. There's yep. channels devoted on tearing people apart. Every single word they say, like, yep. so in, in they're they're thinking that they're doing great things for the kingdom. And God is like, Okay, you know, so I know all you've done, you've worked hard and persevered. I know that you don't tolerate evil. You have tested those who claim to be apostles and proved they're not, for they were imposters. I also know how you have bravely endured trials and persecutions because of my name, yet you have not become discouraged. But I have this against you. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. Think about how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works of love you did at first. It should be coming from that place, not on a duty. I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place of influence if you do not repent. Although, to your credit, you despise the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also despise. The one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is saying now to all the churches. To the one who overcomes, I will give access to feast on the fruit of the tree of life that is found in the paradise of God. So good. Yeah. And that place of intimacy is being with that first love. Like Abby's saying, you know, like all the things we can do all the things we can do ministry. We can do counseling with ministry. We can cast out demons. We can go and heal the sick. We can do all of these things. But if you forget who he is, if you're not seeking his heart daily and, and getting into this place to even know what he wants you to do, does he want you to continue to do that? Or are you in a time of rest? How do you know mm-hmm. if you've walked away from your first love? Like this is that relationship. This is that husband or wife that you're waking up every day to checking with them, loving them, pouring into them before you move on in your day. And so mm-hmm. that's the the same thing with him. It's just being with him. Yeah. So we know just because you did it before doesn't mean he's calling you to do it right now. Like it's uh, again. Yeah, it, it's it's really it's, it's so convicting. Yeah. It's yes. so convicting because you can get so excited and you can do so many of the things, Yeah, but it's like even watching others operate in the kingdom or whatever they're doing, you can, the Lord is lately. I'm just discerning, I guess a little more where I can see where that person's weary or maybe mm-hmm. they're, there's just something that's going on where you can tell like it's coming from maybe not the, not the place that it used to like mm-hmm. it has to flow from a loving has to. relationship with God. It has to overflow mm-hmm. from that place. Yeah. And, and I, I, I've said this many times is often the times when I like, for whatever reason, picking up my sitting down, picking up my Bible or just stopping whatever I'm doing. And then like, 
going before the Lord. Sometimes it's like my, for whatever reason, my flesh, it's like the last thing I want to do, but I make myself do it. I've been some of the most powerful times with the Lord. Uh, and so yeah. it kind of gives you a little insight into that. Often when we get the most resistance or like our flesh is really mm -hmm. fighting us with something or we don't feel like getting quiet before the Lord, uh, it's yeah. often because God, it, like, I just feel like there's just resistance in the spirit and pushing through yes. that yeah. yields some really good fruit. So, Amen. yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, this is great. Uh, I, I, I would love for you guys to pray for people and you guys can pray mm -hmm. whatever order you want or however much you want. You want to go first? Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and just praise your name for just this time together, this fellowship with Jeff, Lord. I just thank you for every single person, Lord. I just thank you that Holy Spirit, you are the interpreter and you bring forth exactly what we need to hear, how we need to hear it for our particular situation, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the conviction of the Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you that no one's feeling condemned, but convicted to go deeper, Lord, to figure out what it is that you want them to take a, a look at in the mirror in this season to, so that we don't have blockages that are preventing us from getting that intimate place with you to just be in that loving place that ends up pouring out compassion on others around us because we're able to get to this intimate place of love with you. I just pray, Lord, that you would just draw draw believers even more than they ever have to that deep place. Lord, I pray that your spirit is just moving upon everyone, Lord, to where they're just longing longing to just go into that deeper place with you lord i just pray right now that you would just send the people if there's someone around someone that needs to be there to be able to walk someone through something with the power of your spirit lord i pray for those opportunities for just freedom for your people lord i know that you're moving mightily right now to get people free to go deep to do that coal mining and so lord i pray for for those opportunities right now over the people lord i just lift up this time to you right now. And I just thank you and praise you for what you're doing, Lord. Let us not forget our first love. Lord, this is the whole reason we do this is because we love you so much that we just want to um, be surrendered and just walk however you want us to walk, wherever you want us to uh, walk, Lord, to, to speak and have compassion with whomever you want us to speak to. So Lord, I pray that we just continue to be a light and that our lampstand is not pulled because we are not walking with you. So Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to pull us and draw us into that place in Jesus name. Father God, I just want to bless you and I want to praise you and I want to thank you. And I want to speak to the person who has built their wall. I want to speak to the person, Father God, that has said it's too hard to let anybody in. I want to speak to the person that is saying, no, it's better to be alone than to be surrounded by other people. I, I just want to speak to that. And I just call the enemy out on that. No, no, that's a lie in the name of Jesus. That isolation is not what you have for your beloved. Isolation is not where you want your people. You, Jesus, came to be with us so that we may have fellowship and relationship. And so I thank you that you even showed us, Jesus, that you 
pulled together disciples and then told them to make disciples, Father God. And I just want to bless you that that is the way that you want things to run. So that the person that's hurt, the person that needs healing in their heart, the person who is so broken right now and will just sob in front of it, I want to speak to you and just let you know that tears are deliverance. Mm -hmm. So let it flow. Mm -hmm. Tears are deliverance. Let so let, let, it flow. Flow. let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. I just Jesus. glorify you, Lord, in helping this person heal mm -hmm. from the inside out. I just want to speak to trauma. And I just want to thank you, Father God, that traumatic things were never meant for us. I thank you, Lord, that you are the great healer that whoever it was in their life that caused them trauma, whether that was sexual molestation, whether that was being beaten, whether that was being abandoned, whether that was being raped, whatever that is, I thank you, Father God, right now that we just break that trauma off, mm -hmm. that you are worthy, that you are loved, that yes. you have been chosen, that you are alive right now for such a time as this, you, that Lord. you have a plan and you have a purpose on your life. And I just bless you, Lord. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to just touch them right where mm -hmm. they are. Touch their heart. Mm -hmm. Allow them to feel the warmth of your love. I ask, mm -hmm. Father God, to just hug them right where they are, that they can feel a tangible hug from you, Father God, that you can show them, Daddy's here. Somebody's hurting. Daddy's here. Daddy's here. The, the father wants you to see him as daddy, D-A-D-D-Y, that he is a loving father, a loving dad that will hold you when you're crying, that will hold you when you feel alone, that will hold you when you feel orphaned or rejected. I just bless you, Father, and I thank you that you are going to do that for them. Mm -hmm. I thank you, Lord, that you are showing us how to become more intimate with you. I thank you, Father, that you are showing people that you are a dad. And I thank you, Jesus, that you are showing people that you are their best friend, that you are their husband, that you are their dude in the spirit, that it is a friendship, a dude that they can have relationship with. I thank you, Holy Spirit, in this moment that you are going deep in teaching and comforting right now because intimacy, sometimes we need comforted before we can even understand on how to go deeper. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are comforting right now, those who are watching and those who will continue to watch. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are leading them in the way that they should go through the blood of Jesus and through the Father who is asking you to speak these things to us. So Lord, I bless you and thank you for this time together to go over intimacy, to speak about your heart, to speak about what it means to go away with you in prayer and to be with you and to trust you. I just thank you for that, Father God, for this opportunity, Lord. And um, I just give you the glory, you the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Oh, Amen. yeah, so good. So if any of you guys were really blessed by that and you want to write Abby and Shannon, how can people write you and give you a testimony of like, this is what God did during, during this episode? You can go to riseandsetministries.com. And you can write and email us in there. You can sign up and be part of the email list. And um, you can just give a testimony to that and we will receive it in our email. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Love it. Okay. How else can people follow you guys collectively or individually? We have um, Rise and Set on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then individually, we both have Instagram and Facebook accounts. Yes. So, and then I have Ambitious Abby. Yep. Facebook, Instagram. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. And you can get, when's the next book coming out? The fall, looking at late September. Woo! Oh, yeah. 
So, okay, now Shannon is going to do her uh, cheer routine for us. Uh, <laughs> <that> she- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What'd you be saying, boy? I don't know what yeah, you be saying. Yeah. Remember we talked about it? No. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much. I just think you're so great. It was we so, so good. We love you so much, man. So thank good. You. Yeah, well, we love you, Elijah Fire. I love you guys. I know the audience, they love you guys as well. So it was just so great to get both of you together. So much fun. Yeah. It's I a love we, lo- we love doing this. Yeah, we'll do more. We'll do more. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, um, everybody, that is our show. Just a reminder, we've got that poll. We need you guys to fill it out of the survey. We need you to fill it out. It's in the description under stuff we talked about. What it is, is we want to hear from you some topics that maybe you would like to hear more of. You can select. Uh, there's a bunch of different ones. Um, so you can select up to three. Or you can go into the other and you can add, or if there are four of these that you would like, you can select two of them and then go select other for your third one and then write in two more, whatever. You can fill in the blank, however you guys want to do it. Um, we want we would love to hear from you guys. So we're going to be promoting this for the next week. So it's in the description. It will be in the description after every single episode for the next week. So fill that out. Also, ledgefire.com slash donate is how you guys donate normally i just remember that the website is down right now so (laughs) put a pin in that all right we love you guys tune in tomorrow 2 p.m pacific time we've got kelsey o'malley back 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time uh we love you guys and we will see you tomorrow with kelsey okay bye this has been elijah fire thanks for listening For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.